So now I'm delighted to welcome visual artist Rachel Doolan, who is here to talk about her exhibition, Heirloom. So Rachel, as a visual artist, and just to give you a bit of a, a plug, your website is racheldoolan.com. Tell us a bit about yourself. Um, yeah, I'm a visual artist uh, based in County Cork, or well, Cork City, sorry, not County Cork. Um, I have uh, lived in Cork for the last 18 years, but I'm originally from Dublin. I graduated from the Crawford College of Art and Design in 2015. Um, I went and did my degree a little bit later on in life as a mature student, and I have been working as an artist ever since. Great. So going from Dublin to Cork and now your connection to Clare. Uh, can you talk us a little bit about, I suppose, you and I obviously had had met several years ago, but you are doing an exhibition in collaboration with Irish Seed Savers who are based here in Scarif. Yeah, um, so I suppose I uh, um, became aware of Irish Seed Savers uh, back in 2019. I had uh, returned from a uh, residency that I uh, undertook in a place called Svalbard, which is a group of islands uh, located in the Arctic Ocean. So it's halfway between Norway and um, the North Pole. And while I was there, I had an opportunity to visit the Svalbard Global Seed Vault. And can I ask what brought Um, you, what actually brought you to that part of the world? So I had actually read an article. Um, so when I when I'd kind of left college, I was looking to you know do an artist residency, um, experience what an artist residency would would be, and I was wondering where I would go and you know what what are the things I'm interested in. And I actually ended up reading an article about the Svalbard Global Seed Vault. So for anybody that doesn't know, um, the Svalbard Global Seed Vault is. a a vault which is carved into a permafrost mountain and inside it houses the backup of the world's agricultural seed collection and um, they're stored there for in the event of an emergency um, you know such as outbreak of war uh, climate change and anything else that we would need to uh, repopulate Mm. uh, an area and so I was very interested in this place and um, I suppose, uh, you know, it was its nicknamed the Doomsday Vault. So, you know, all of these ideas were kind of coming into my head. And I wondered if it was possible to actually visit that location on an artist's residency. So I, um, I, I looked up and I found that there was a place called Gal- Gallery Svalbard, which is an art institution okay. based on, uh, located on Svalbard. And um, I, I got in contact with them and I asked, you know, could I come on artist residency? So I went and I spent two weeks in that particular location. And very, very and, cold, I imagine. Um, yeah, well, I actually went at the end of August. So, um, you know, it wasn't too cold. It was, you know, really zero, minus one, okay. maybe minus two. Okay. Um, but it was 24 degrees of sunlight. Right. OK. So, um, yeah. Yeah, 24 hours of sunlight. Not oh, sorry, 24 sorry. hours of sunlight, yes, yeah. <laughs> 24 hours of sunlight. 
and um, so that was really interesting to kind of experience what's that like you know to wake up in the middle of the night and it just looks like you can go for a hike into the mountain and what is that like um, I mean is that do you I presume you need to have like eye masks and blackout blinds and be in very dark rooms to be able to get any sleep um, well, they just had blackout curtains, actually, in the room. Um, I don't think I had an eye mask or anything like that. Um, but, yeah, no, it, it was, It's. I think it was, maybe it's, if I found it sometimes a little bit difficult to get to sleep, yeah. you know, because it could be 12 or 1 o'clock in the morning and it's still, it's still you know, really bright. bright, even though it's dark. So going back okay. to um, Svalbard and obviously the, the Doomsday Seed Vault, I suppose one of the things that I ha- came aware of um, probably similar to yourself is the importance of seed banks and how to actually utilize seed banks to protect the seeds, make them available for other people to grow the seeds, use it as part of research and hence why Irish Seed Service exists. So how did the collaboration with Seed Service actually come about? Yeah, so when I, uh, as I said, when I kind of returned um, from that residency and I started to kind of think around what I would do um, I knew I wanted to do an exhibition that, um, you know, seeds were the focus. Um, so I just thought, okay, well, let's let's start with the kind of grassroots here. You know, what what's happening in Ireland with seeds? And that's that's when I contacted, um, I contacted Irish Seed Savers, and I also contacted um, Brown Envelope Seeds here in Cork. Um, so that was really where the journey began. You know, yeah. when I started finding out, you know, the, the first time I ever discovered what a, what an heirloom seed was. Um, and really, yeah, opening up that conversation. So I, I spoke with Irish Seed Savers and asked would they be interested in maybe, um, you know, a creative collaboration uh, where I would um, create an exhibition, you know, essentially about seeds. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's where it started. And can you tell us a bit about the research into the exhibition? Like what, what did it involve? Obviously, the exhibition is now, I'll get you to give details about it, but in terms of preparing to actually from the idea to the actual visual exhibition itself what did that involve yeah i mean there's a huge amount of um stages really because you know um often you know if you want to do something if you want to do a project um you know you you do need funding to do it so um and then you know you also need to kind of prove that you know you know you you can deliver on that project also so you know, it, it really started off um, with a, a small research and development grant, which uh, I was received from my local city council arts office. Um, and that's where I could kind of visit Irish Seed Savers and um, have Zooms with Irish Seed Savers and really start kind of, um, you know, discovering what what it was that I wanted to do. And, and I suppose it was very clear to me um, in the beginning, you know, there was a few things, you know, you know, one was, I suppose, the passion, the passion that people uh, that work with seeds, you know, how these seeds are, you know, really metaphorically um, poignant, you know, um, in terms of, you know, what they represent, you know, uh, hope, survival, you know, and all of these things and, and the people that work with them, that they, they you know, they, they really understand that. And, yeah. and that is where this path, the passion is, you know. So that, that was one thing that I really took from it. Uh, another thing was, um, I suppose how how I was being um, shown these places um, and and introduced these seeds were were through these stories that well, I was being told, you know. And I think the first story that I was ever told was um, about the crimson flowered broad bean, mm. um, which was about Rhoda Cutbush who found three beans in the back of her garden shed, 
Um, and uh, I think her, her father used to um, grow those particular beans, but her uh, crop was wiped out one year. And um, so she, she th these beans were thought to be, um, this variety was thought to be extinct until okay. she found these three beans in the back of her shed. And then she sent them to the Heritage Library in the UK. So like, you know, if you Google Rhoda Cutbush, she's, she's quite a kind of a hero in the, the kind of heirloom. And her name is, sorry, just so, to repeat, her name is Rhoda? Rhoda Cutbush. Cutbush. Okay. Yeah. Unusual name, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> and I think that's possibly one of the things as well to even say to people now, if you have seeds from generations in the past or you save seeds, it's always worthwhile actually just checking, do the seeds still grow? What are the, the seeds? And not just leave them in an envelope in a cupboard somewhere is actually to keep them growing and saving them. Well, that's it. If you think about, you know, um, you know, biodiversity loss, today and then yeah. you've got these stories and these stories are of ordinary individuals and gardeners and growers you know that are becoming the heroes you know the heroes of you know this conserving biodiversity so i was very interested in uh, all of the, these different ideas and and the idea that you know a seed is a humble seed you know is you know seeds are stories yeah um you know they they're they're inherently tied with these uh, you know cultural histories um, so to lose a seed is to kind of lose, or to lose a variety of seed is to also lose that that cultural history and that knowledge. Yeah. Um. So so they were the they were the things that were really kind of stuck out in my head. So I, I really wanted to, um, create, I suppose, a project that kind of brought brought those ideas to the forefront. But you know, but also celebrated seeds and and seeds um as hope. Really. Yeah. So um the first. The first uh, idea that I came up with was um, a piece called Seed Cloud. So um, again, you know, as, as I said about the, the stories that are associated with seeds, I, I kind of wanted to. I was wondering, like, how how can I present this in an exhibition that is that is that is visual mm -hmm. also, um, uh, and so, and how and how could maybe the seeds. Oh, but also, you know, give this information to people in a way that often when you when you put things uh, in writing, there's a lot of writing and not everyone will read, 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 you yeah. know, all of that text, you know, and what, what I love actually is I love listening to podcasts. So I'll quite happily all day long, you know, be working away with my headphones on and listening to information being fed to yes, me. Yeah, yeah. So I thought of that, you know, I thought of that idea and I suppose in a, in a, um, I suppose a, a kind of a pun, I was thinking like a seed podcast. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, so I started kind of thinking around that idea and how, okay, you know, how, and what what seed stories do we tell? And um, so I I was visiting Irish seed savers and I was getting little snippets of information um, from people just by basically just by being part of um, that, you know, integrating myself into the community while I was there. Yeah. Um, and just picking picking up snippets of, of information um, around you know certain seeds, so that's kind of how I I chose I, I chose eight varieties of seed, mm. um, which could tell I suppose a story. The stories are not so much while there is information that is connected with that particular seed that's on display. The stories actually often tell um, a broader history okay, or focus yeah. on the, the the future also. Um, and while also telling the personal history of the narrator. So um, 
I thought like amalgamating all those things actually really created um, a lovely, um, I suppose, uh, you know, a lovely, a lovely journey. Yeah. Um, that you know people can listen to. And you say um, that so you have, yeah. you say that you have the the eight seeds. Well, how did you choose the eight seeds? So I suppose. Um, Again, it, it was around this sort of information that was being fed to me. So if I was to give an example of that, um, I suppose I could maybe give an example of the outrageous lettuce variety. Yes. So um, I think I was um, doing some seed packaging and I received Saber as I was helping with that. And I can't remember who it was, but somebody had said, um, oh, yeah, that, that seed was um, is the first... Uh, crop to have ever been um, grown and eaten in space and I said what no way and you know these are tiny these tiny little um, seeds in my hand and I said really wow that's amazing and um, they said yeah and I, I said I'm, like is there any more information on that or you know is that information that you have and um, they uh, the person had said oh well actually you know that if you can find that information on the internet so I went and I kind of looked up and I discovered um, that, yeah, it was the first crop to be uh, grown and eaten in space uh, by NASA astronauts um, on the NASA space station. Wow. And I think that was in 2014 and 2016. So yeah. um, I found a name and an email address um, for um, a lady, a, a project scientist based in uh, NASA Kennedy Space Center. Um, her name was Joya Massa. And I just sent her an email and I told her my idea to create these seed podcasts. And um, I told her about this seed that, you know, that she had worked with because she had developed this veggie plant system, which was um, the system in which they grew uh, the crops mm. in space. Um, I had told her that, you know, we had this little seed and I received savers and I'd love if she could, um, you know, maybe tell us a little bit more about that project and potentially become a narrator nice. uh, for yeah. the seed. And that's how we connected, really. And um, so, yeah, so she, she passed through all of her, uh, the NASA PR marketing wow. team. And, yeah. uh, you know, made sure that it was okay. And um, then she got back in contact with me. We had an initial meeting via Zoom. And then um, then we arranged a recorded session. Well, fair play so, to um, you. That's huge. So that, so that was really nice. So that, that would just be one example. So, yeah. I mean, I was really just following leads yeah. um, that were, were, were basically being fed to me. Um, another, and also, I suppose, another one would have been the Irish green pea. Mm. So um, from what I had been told um, was that the Irish green pea had been repatriated uh, by Irish seed savers um, in the in the eighties, was it in the eighties? I think 80s? it was in the nineties, yeah. Oh, the nineties, okay. Um, so, and it, it was it's a native Irish green pea, so it had been re repatriated from the Vavilov gene bank. And so that's when I first heard about um, Nikolai Vavilov, the Russian botanist, mm. that um, basically started the first ever um, gene bank. In and so I thought, like, wow, okay, so this. Irish green pea again is like a catalyst for this, you know, really important story, um, and and so that's yeah, that's that's basically how I kind of followed followed each, each well, journey. Well it. done to your research, because I think even to even have that concept of seeds in space, 
and how it's really gone even beyond what we're looking at in terms of biodiversity protection, food security, but that this kind of research is happening outside of our own sphere um, is phenomenal. And for the fact that you got connected to them and got the approval and got them engaged with the exhibition. So can you actually tell us now about the exhibition? Where is it on? What will people, when they go to actually see it, what do they, what are they met with? Yeah, absolutely. Um, So it's in the Lexicon um, Library Gallery, which is uh, the Dunleary Rathdown Lexicon Library Gallery based in Dublin. And um, the exhibition itself is called Heirloom. And I called it Heirloom really because I just love this idea of, um, you know, I, I had, as I said, I, I had never heard of what an heirloom seed was, but this idea of what we are handing down to the next generation. Yeah. Um, so the, the, uh, the exhibition is titled Heirloom. There's, it consists of really, I suppose, um, if I was to break it down, there is probably four or five um, specific kind of works that are related to each other. So one is Seed Cloud. Um, so that's the first piece that I created. Um, it's essentially a seed table, which um, is kind of each, each bowl of seeds mm. uh, has hidden within it um, a microchip, a near field communication microchip. So um, each one of those is actually programmed to my website, to a story, to a narrator. So you can access this artwork by either, if you have an Android phone, you can just tap your phone off the bowl of seeds and it will take you um, to that recording and you can just hit hit play and, and the information about the recording. So you can listen on your own device. Um, we've also provided uh, an iPad, uh, there's some seats and there's some headphones. So if you, okay. if you don't have an Android phone or, you know, if that's not your cup of tea or you don't have NFC enabled on your phone, um, which is the technology which we use to, to pay. So when we use Google Pay, NFC is the technology we're using and um, which communicates um, between two devices. And what inspired you to so, do that, to actually bring that technology to the seat? I think I um, really like, uh, I'm interested in uh, utilizing, I suppose, contemporary technologies in my work, but I, I also have a very limited knowledge. <laughs> you know, I don't have a background in commute, computer science or engineering or anything like that, but I am interested in, in how, you know, in how do we embed that? And, you know, um, you know that, that is the technology of today, you know, that we are, we are using, and that is sometimes how people, you know, the, you know, how people access information more than any other way, you yeah. know, is through our phone. You know, we're, we're constantly using our phones to, to be feeding ourselves every day with information. So I just thought that that would be a really, you know, direct um, link to, 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 to provide that way of connecting. It's so unique. Um, yeah, it's, it's phenomenal that you actually took this, you know, actually made this idea to reality how you've made it accessible for other people and for can you tell us then how long are you actually going to be in the lexicon in Dunleary Rathdown in Dublin so uh it's going to be there until the 4th of March is okay. the last day so Saturday the 4th of March is the final day of the exhibition and then where to next um so it's going to move to the um library headquarters in Cork County Hall okay um and that is going to be open from the uh, 28th of March, I think. 
Okay. And then are you planning on bringing this around the country or will it just be in those two locations? Um, I would really like to bring this around the country. Um, I can't, I, I, my, in my head, I thought, okay, let's start with the four provinces. Yeah. So um, I really need to find um, some other venues for the exhibition. So, that, so that's my next task um, is to uh, put together um, a portfolio of images of the exhibition and, and you know, find us um, some homes. And hope, hopefully um, one of the pieces that's in the exhibition, which is called Cedarium, which is quite a large sculptural piece, um, and it involved a lot of community contributions um, that was navigated through Irish Seed Savers, where people actually donated seeds and words, um, and I put them on display in a, a large sculptural installation called Seedarium. So it's essentially like a large seed, but it also, it, you know, it's flat pack and it can be it can be moved. So I would love to see that find a permanent home some, yeah. at some stage as well. Fantastic. And so for those that may not be able to visit in person, they can go to your website, racheldoolan.com, and actually learn more and listen to some of the podcasts that were done. Um, but for now, Rachel, thank you so much for your time. Congratulations on a phenomenal uh, piece of work. And we wish you the best of luck to have the exhibition effectively be a touring exhibition nonstop. I think it's definitely something that people really need to see and experience and connect more with in terms of heirloom seeds and the importance of the legacy of, of our seed traditions. So is there anything else that you'd like to just add before we wrap up? No, just thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem. Well, Rachel Doolan, thank you so much. And her exhibition heirloom is in the Dunleary Ratdown Lexicon Gallery in Dublin until the 4th of March and then in the um, Cork City Council. The Cork Cork County uh, Library Headquarters. Thank you from about the 28th of March. And hopefully then we'll keep you updated um, as it tours uh, further afield as well. So, Rachel, thank you very much for your time and best of luck. Thanks. Bye.